Father, speak to your church today. Please speak to your people. We want to hear your voice, not my voice, but your voice. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And everybody say, Hallelujah. We are in, in the beginning of a new year. Amen. What are your expectations for this new year that God has placed before you? What are your expectations? Did you know that your expectation and faith in God are what you lead you to experience more of God? You need to have faith and also expectation. How many of you would you like to have more experience with God? How many of you would you like to have more experiences with God in this year? I want to have. <laughs> would you like to experience God's power and miracles this year? Uh, I want to experience more of God. I want. And we need to consecrate ourselves this year. Our message since the beginning of the, the year have been leading up to our annual fasting, which will be from 31st of January. Keep this date. From 31st of January to the 20th of February. And we want to challenge all of you, everyone, to fast these 21 days. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah, yeah. The challenge for these 21 days is to give up some meals two or three times a week. You are going to decide. Skip like breakfast, lunch, dinner, for example. And the challenge is to eat in these 21 days. Just vegetables, fruits, and water. Amen. 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 <laughs> I will give you all the details for, of our fast on the following weeks, okay? Yes. You are so excited. I am so excited because every fasting... After every fasting, I can see many miracles in my life. Amen. Many miracles. If you, have some, if you are waiting for something from God, fast and pray these 21 days. And you are going to see what's going to happen in your life. Amen. I know. God, God is calling us to fast and pray. When you have a prayer and fasting life, you will have experiences with God. Can you say amen? amen. <laughs> you are going to see. When you have a, a fasting and prayer life, you are going to experience more of God. Because it is in the presence of God in our lives that produces miracles. It's His presence. And for these last few days... God has moving me to share this message. I'm going to share, I'm going to preach today. God is moving my heart. Okay, this word 
Pay attention. This word is a very important word. And I assure you, if you commit to putting this word into practice, your life with God will be transformed. But you need to get this word to commit and to put it in practice. Today's, today's word is experience with God. Experience with God, part one. Because I will finish this word next Sunday, okay? Why am I preaching this word? Why? Because we have lived through difficult days. And we have faced so many struggles. And I have seen many people whose faith has been discouraged. And many people, they are struggling in their faith. I can see it clear. They are struggling in their life with God and their commitment with the kingdom of God. And also many Christians inside the church who have no experiences with God. This is what I have seen. Pay attention. Christianity is the fruit of one experience with God that begins with the new birth experience. And I would like to ask you, Please answer me. What experience have you had with God? Only you and God. Not the experience that you read in the Bible. Or, or you heard from someone else. Or, but what are the experiences that you have lived with God? First Peter chapter 2 verse 3 says, if indeed, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Beloved brothers, the Bible tells us that in addiction, in addition to believing, we have to experience and taste God. <laughs> You have to taste. You have to experience him. Just like when you, you try some food. What food do you like most? What is your favorite food? Cheese. Pizza. Lasagna. Barbecue. There are a lot of addicted in barbecue here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, and you know, like when, when, just when you try some food, and, and you know it's good. Like you try some food, you know it's good. Not because you have read the recipe in the book, but because you have tried it. No one can say that barbecue is good just in reading about barbecue. No one can say that lasagna is good just reading the book of recipe. You need to try it. Do you agree with me? 
If you just read, you don't know. You never tasted, never ever tasted. How many of you here like barbecue? Wow, most everyone. <laughs> Me too, I like. Why, why, why do you like barbecue? Why? Because one day you tried it, right? One day you tried it, someone prepared for you, and you like it, right? And, and now you can say that you, now you can say that you love barbecue, right? And no one can trick you by saying that barbecue is not good. No one can trick you because you taste it and you prove it and you know that for you it's good, right? Many Christians, beloved brother, uh, do not enjoy being in the presence of God. They don't like praying because they don't have experienced how good God really is. This is the point. Because since you like barbecue or since you like any kind of food that you really like it, when someone invited you to eat this kind of food, what do you do? Yes. Like, if I say, I'm going to prepare a great barbecue for you, what do you do? What are they doing? Say, wow, yes, my house is going to be full of people. <laughs> full of people, yes. Why? Because you really enjoy this kind of food. And how many of people today, they don't enjoy the presence of God? How many people they don't enjoy? They don't like praying because they have not experienced that God is good. <laughs> this is the point. <laughs> many Christians do not enjoy being in the presence of God, or many people don't enjoy being in the church, in prayer meetings. Why? Sorry. Because you did not taste it. Prove it. This is the point. Your experience with God strengthens your faith. Your experiences with God. And you enjoy being with Him. Being in the church Coming to pray meetings, going to the cell meetings, coming to services. Christians nowadays have been lacking in experience with God. Because when, beloved brother, I know what I am teaching here. When do you have tasted God? When you have experience with God, you are excited to be in His presence. Because some, you know that you are going to be in the presence of the Most High God. Because you know Him. You, you experienced Him. And then you, you have this pleasure, this joy in your heart. Because you, are, you really enjoy His presence. Because you tasted you, and you have experienced. But nowadays... 
have been lacking, the Christians have been lacking experience with God. And I want to read 1 John. If you want to follow me, 1 John, chapter 1, verse 1 and 3, that says, Which was from the beginning, which we have, let's follow there, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. He's speaking about Jesus, okay? That which we have seen, we have and heard, and declared to you, that you may, you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Today I want to talk about experience with God. And we need to experience, to experience Him. We need to taste Him. But first I want to clarify one thing to you. That faith is not based on experience. Okay? Faith, what did I say? It's not based on experience. Our faith is based on the Word of God. Our, my faith is based on this book, on the Word of God, the Holy Bible. Okay? But experience with God helps to solidify and to strengthen our faith. Because I read here about God, but my experience with Him solid, solidify and strengthen my faith. The Bible is full of people who had experience with God. Full of people. These experiences people had with God are the foundation of the scripture. All these experiences these people had. If you take the, ex the experience out of the Bible, there will be no more Bible. Because the Bible is full of people who had experience with God. The Bible begins at experience with God, and the Bible ends at experience with God. This book is full of experiences. It begins with Adam's experience with God in Genesis, and ends with John's experience in the island of Patmos, in the book of Revelation. The entire Bible is about people's experience with God. The entire Bible. And what are your experience with God? What are your experience? Have you tasted Him? This book is full of experience. The experience of Abraham. You know, Isaac, Jacob, Noah, Moses, Samuel, David, the King David, the prophets, Jesus, the experience of the disciples, the experience of the apostles, the experience of the church in the book of Acts, and the experience make the scriptures, the Holy Bible, all these experiences. 
made up the Holy Bible. Please, listen what I'm going to say to you. Your experience with God today is writing the end of the book of Acts. Because the book of Acts had, had no end. And we are writing this story. And the people are watching you. What are your experiences with God? We read in the past what they did. And what you are showing to people today. What the people can see in your life with God. There are some leaders who value doctrines or teachings, but despise experiences. Every doctrine in the Bible was the fruit of one experience that revealed the character of God. The Bible is full of experience that reveal truth. We need to live a Christian life in which the truth of God's word becomes a reality for us. There are many truths here, but it's not a reality for us. Let's read Hebrews 4 verse 2. Hebrews 4 verse 2 says, For indeed... The gospel was preached to us as well to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Here, the, the apostle is saying that some people, they listen to their... The word of God, they, they heard the word, but did not profit them. Or many received the word, and today you are receiving the word. You that is in this church, you are listening through the internet. You, many received the word, but this word was useless. They came, they heard, but it was not received with faith. How are you receiving this word today? If you have to mix with faith and say, I'm going to practice it. If not, it's going to be useless. Not all truth is transformative. Not all truth can set you free. The truth from the Bible have to be true for us and within us. I will give you one example. You are going to understand what I mean. How many of you believe that Jesus can, can heal? How many of you? Do you believe that Jesus can heal? Yeah. But many people do not believe that this truth is for them. Many people. How many of you believe that God works miracles? How many of you? But many, but miracles do not happen for a lot of people. How many believe that Jesus saves? Jesus can save. 
Hallelujah. But many do not believe and they are lost. Why? Because, pay attention, because the truth of Jesus, the Savior, has not entered their lives. And they are still in love with this world and cannot love God. This is the problem. The truth of the Bible has to be comprehended. It has to be revealed. And experience with God has the power to reveal the truth. The experience that you have with God has the power to reveal the truth. Experience with God take truth from the Bible and turn, turn them into reality in our lives. Did you get or they, because the experience that you have with God, they take the truth that is in the Bible and turn them into reality. Because you had one experience with God. It's experience with God that strengthens your faith. I remember my, my first ever experience with God was when I was born again. Years ago, many years ago, I was lost in a life away from God, but then I had one encounter. I had my first encounter with God. When did you have one encounter with God? When? What was your experience? What was your experience? I remember mine very well, my experience. It was awesome. Those who born in the church have difficulty with this because they have been coming to church since childhood. But they must be born again to experience it. I remember also my second experience with God was after a year being converted and serving the Lord. And, and this experience, wow, strengthened my faith a lot. I remember I, I got home in that day and I found my mother almost dying for, from shortness of breath with asthma, and then what I did? I just laid my hands upon her, prayed for her, and she was instantly healed. Like she could not breathe, and she was instantly healed. <gasps> like she started breathing perfectly. My beloved brother, you don't know what happened inside of me. From that day, that experience, when I was reading the Bible, this is what I am saying. When you have one experience with God, that experience, when you are reading the Bible, the Bible, you will receive revelation. They say, this is truth because I experienced. Why do you know that barbecue is good? Because you taste it. You love it. You do everything. You make our effort to go 
to someone's house to have a barbecue. But sometimes we don't have this, the same desire to go to the house of God. We don't have the same desire to go to a prayer meeting. We don't have the same desire to fast, to seek the Lord. We don't have it. Experience are the foundation of our faith. And it takes the doubts of our lives. When you have this experience, no more, no more doubts. Let's better understand how this works. Did Aiden doubt the existence of God? I asked you. Did Aiden, the first man, doubt the existence of God? No. No. Why? Because the experience that he had with God proved that God was real. Because God used to visit him every day in death, the Bible says. He didn't have any doubt about God. Because the experience proved it. No one needed to keep proving that God was real to Abraham. No one. <laughs> no one. Because he had seen it. No one had to prove the existence of God to Moses. No one. Because his experience showed him God is real. No one needed to prove Jesus was God to the disciples. Because they had walked with Jesus. Job one day said, in Job 42 verse 5, I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. <laughs> he said, in the past I was not sure, because I just have heard from my pastor, from my leaders, from someone else, but now my eyes can see you and because of this experience I know you are a powerful and real God let's read again with all this understanding let's read again 1st John 1 1 and 3 let's read again that says which was from the beginning speaking about Jesus Okay, which you have heard, which you have seen with our eyes, which you have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life, that which we have seen and heard. Pay attention, we have seen and heard. And we declare to you that you, you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. It says, we have heard. We have seen with our own eyes. We have looked at. And our hands have touched it. 
We have seen and experienced it, and we are announcing it to you. Do you know we don't preach the gospel to people? Do you know why? Because you can only speak what you have tasted. <laughs> because you didn't experience, said, I don't know. Like, there, there are some foods I never tasted in my life. I cannot say anything about it. <laughs> I, I remember I went to China and I saw one black tofu. It was, I would like to try it, but I didn't. And I cannot say anything about it. I cannot say, why? Because I never tasted it. I was there, and I said, I want to try it. it the smelling, it was different, but I, I like new, to try new things, always. I said, I want to try it, that black tofu. It was strong smelling, but I want to try it. But I cannot say how it is, if it's good or not, because I didn't try it. One day I will. <laughs> but, and about God. Do you know why you don't speak to others about God? Because maybe you don't know. Him? You never experienced him? Because I know you can say that barbecue is good to everyone, isn't it? You can say to everyone, ah, things right now, how is the taste of barbecue? You can feel it, the smell, like the smoke, the taste, because you tasted it. Beloved ones, what is lacking in our lives of Christians today is experiences with God. This is what is lacking. Unfortunately, look what I'm going to say. Unfortunately, today we have churches that are full of empty people. Full of empty people. We have a church filled with people with no experiences with God. No experience of God. Lack of experience has led people to lack of commitment. Pay attention. Lack of experience has led people to lack of commitment. A church without commitment is a church with no experience with God. People without commitment in the church are people who have had no experience with God. When we don't have this experience with God, then we have no commitment with God, with the kingdom of God. We stay, because when do you have this experience, then say, wow, I need it. I need your presence, I need it. You are totally committed. For many people, God is a philosophy, theology, or religion. Unfortunately, for many people, God is only a subject of a study. They stood and they learn about God. They even read the Bible. They come to church. What most Christians know about God is only what the pastor teaches. What they read or hear from others. This is so sad. 
Many people know many things through the, their pastor or they are reading or hear, hearing from others. For many people, God is one absent, distant, and indifferent being. And these Christians are full of doubts about God. There are Christians who are not even sure that God really exists. Did you know that? There are Christians that for never having one experience with God are frustrated, empty, and full of doubts. Since, since being born again, I have experienced the supernatural of God. Not because I am special. No, 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 no. God has no favoritism. All children of God can receive everything from God, right? Depend if you are thirsty or not. If you are thirsty, you say, give me water, I want. But if you are not thirsty and I give you water, you say, no, 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 sorry. But if I give you water for someone that's not thirsty, what he's going to do with the water? Spice. And there are Christians that they, for never having this experience, they have this kind of life. They are frustrated, empty. And I wanted to just to share, since I started my Christian life, I said I'm not going to be a normal Christian. Because since the beginning, I say, I, 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 I tasted God is a God of miracle. Then I was just one year in my faith, and I started praying for people, and people got get, getting healed. Then I said, wow, God is a powerful God. I, I want more, more, more. <laughs> then I started seeking the Lord for more, more, more. And I want to tell you about all my experience. I have no time, the, all the experience that I had with God, but I quickly want to talk about some of them. Uh, first, it was when I born again. When I gave my life to Jesus. This is, was my biggest experience that I had. Second, my baptism in the Holy Spirit. It was a beautiful experience. I was involved. I was praying in a time that normally you are sleeping. It was 2.30 in the morning. How many of you pray at 2.30 in the morning? It's time to sleep, not time to, <laughs> to pray. You're going to say, Pastor, this is a time to sleep, not time to pray. But I was praying. I, then you can see the difference. <laughs> and then I, start, I was praying 2.30 in the morning, and I was involved in a cloud of a very bright light, and I saw myself before God, and I started praying tongues. Praying tongues, and I could not stop praying. I could even sleep that night, and I prayed until the next day, and I could not stop. It was a, a, a great experience. Um, pra prayer experience that I had, praying on the hills, 
on the mountains, in the woods, or in church meetings, prayer. Many, normally all the prayer meetings in the church, I was there. We had one special meeting at Fridays that in Brazil that used to start at 12. Have you seen a meeting that starts at 12? Normally we start Friday at 12 until Saturday 6 in the morning. Yeah, it's crazy. A little bit crazy, I know. <laughs> but you don't know how many experiences I had in that time of prayer. And I did that for years, every Friday. Years. And sometimes in the, in, on the Saturday, I used to go to the mountains to pray on the mountains. And experience of seeing angels of God, seeing... Once I saw one fireball falling from heaven while I was praying. You may go and say, wow. I just, sometimes in this time of prayer in the, in the woods, in the mountains, um, or in the forest, the place got all lit up, brighter, the things. And I was praying, experience of running out of, of motorcycle petrol. You have listened, maybe. And I didn't have money to put petrol. And what I did, putting my hands on the motorcycle tank, and the tank fills with petrol. Maybe you're going to say, <gasps> the Bible says everything is possible for those who believe. Years ago, I was driving here in Monaghan, here in Monaghan, and I was driving, my car breaks by itself, breaks, stopped by itself for me not to crash, and I could have died. And I didn't touch in the brake pedal. Some angels, I don't know, in my car, for me not to die. I also experienced in casting out demons, there are many hundreds of frightening experiences. <laughs> if you, sometimes I used to go to some places, wow, it was terrible. When you are there, like uh, facing demons and delivering people who are possessed by demons. Then, uh, why I'm telling you that, my beloved brothers? All these experiences <laughs> now strengthen my faith. And you don't need, if you say to me that God doesn't heal today, I'm going to say you don't know God. <laughs> if you say that God doesn't deliver people, if you say to me that some sickness God doesn't heal, I'm going to say you don't know God. <laughs> Because the experience that I have prove that this book the truth is the truth. And this book works today for everyone who believes. But the point is, you have to have your experience. Because your experience that you have for, with God, then it's going to strengthen your faith. And your faith is going to grow and you're going to have a great faith. Amen? Can you say Amen. amen. A genuine, 
a genuine experience produced by the Holy Spirit will reveal Christ in your life, it will fight sin, pay attention. It will fight sin, it will take you out of the world and lead you to God. This is what a genuine experience with the Holy Spirit will do in your life. Experience with the Holy Spirit will lead you to love Jesus. Yes! Experience with the Holy Spirit will lead you to love people. To love people. And to lead you to find the reason to live for. Experience with God are going to lead you not just uh, experience or reason for you to live for, but even to die for. Even to die. Because Paul the Apostle said, for me to live is Christ. To die is gain. <laughs> when you have this experience, you're going to say, I'm going to live for you, Jesus. If I die, it's a gain. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> but maybe you're going to say, oh, I'm so worried to die. <laughs> maybe you're going to say, oh, no, but I want to live a hundred years. <laughs> Because you don't know what's waiting you, my beloved brothers. When you know what's waiting you, the other side, both the apostles, much better to be with the Lord than here. Hallelujah. <laughs> but you need to have this experience of God. If not, you're going to say, I don't know if I die, if I'm going to hell or to heaven. <laughs> Ex- Hallelujah. All the people in the Bible who had one experience with God, beloved brother, first, they became committed to God. All the people who had experience with God, first, they became committed to God. Second, they became committed to the kingdom of God. When you have experience, you are committed to the church with the kingdom of God. And they became committed to what God loves most. People. If you have an experience, you are committed to people. To love people. To help people. People, they are lost. And some people say, if I am saved, it's okay. But for me, it doesn't matter about others. But when you have this passion, you have this experience with God, you're going to say, no, I'm going to fight for my cell group. I'm going to join them. I'm going to be with them. We're going to worship the Lord. We're going to bring more people. We're going to save more people. We're going to bring the kingdom of God over this town. Your life is changed because of your experience with God. This is the point. Those who had experience with God, who had a real encounter with God, their life were completely changed. Listen, it's not my teachings that will turn you into a person who is committed to God. It's not my teachings. My teachings will not make you a better person. No. If you don't have a personal experience with God, your life will not be transformed. 
If God doesn't transform you, nothing will happen. <laughs> this is why you are coming to church many, many years. Are you transformed? It's not my words. It's your experience with God. Only the Holy Spirit can change you if you let him. You have to let him. <laughs> A person cannot truly change another. I cannot change you. You should, you should receive my teaching, believe in it, and go into the presence of God so God can transform you. Did you get? Yes. It's not my, te my teaching. Maybe you are listening for many years. Oh, my life has not changed. Of course not. I don't change anyone's life. <laughs> I'm just preaching you. Then you have to receive my teachings, believe in it, go into the presence of God so that you can be transformed. Can you say amen? amen? Dear ones, for almost every experience I have had with God, I was praying. I'm going to say it again. For almost every experience that I had with God, I was praying. You need to thirst for God. As you are thirst, are hungry for a barbecue, you need to be thirst for God. Did you get the point? I think 90% of our experience that I had with God, I was praying. And most of them, it was a not normal time. <laughs> or some of them were normal time. But you need to thirst for God. Your life of prayer will give you experiences with God. I want to challenge you, please. How is your life of prayer? Are you listening too much about praying? But how is your life of prayer? Unfortunately, sometimes prayer, when you say we have a prayer, people run away. <laughs> but it's different when you say, oh, we have some barbecue. <laughs> Let's read, I am finishing now, Jeremiah 29, 12 and 13. This is the word of God to you, my beloved brothers. Jeremiah 29, God is saying, then, Let's read all together. Then, you, you call upon me and go and pray, pray to me and I will listen you and you will seek me and find me when you search me with all your heart. Wow. You need to search here with all your heart. Oh, I, I'm thirst for you. I'm hungry for you. Let's read Jeremiah 33, 3. Jeremiah 33, 3. Let's all together. Call me. Call to me. I will answer you. And look what God said. And show you great and mighty things which you do not know. <laughs> Call me. I will 
answer you. God is telling you that I will show you great and mighty things, not simple things, mighty things that you do not know. Many Christians do not enjoy being in the presence of God or being in prayer because they have not experienced how good is God. How good is God? When you know how good, <laughs> how good is God, you're going to be hungry for him. How good? The problem is that, my beloved, God, is our hunger. Your experience with God strengthens your faith and you enjoy being with him. Being in the church. Why so many people are not here in the church? I don't know. But your experience, like strengthen your faith, then you enjoy coming to pray meetings, going to the cell meetings, to being together, coming to the service. God is calling you, my beloved brothers, to his presence. Amen? Amen. God is calling you. Could you stand up, please? God is saying to you, listen to me. God is saying to you, look at me. God is saying to you, if you call me, I will answer you. If you call me, I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know yet. Amen? Amen. How can we have this experience with God? How? There is a way to start it. I'm going to read the last verse because this verse is so powerful. James 4, 8 to 10. God is calling you, my beloved brothers, right now. And he said... Let's read all together. Draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. Wow. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. And purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. There is no other way. Please read this verse again at home. James 4, 8, 10. There is no other way. If, if we want to know God, we need to go to his presence. And you need to repent. Listen to me. You need to repent from your sins. Clean your hands. Clean your eyes. What you are looking at. Clean your mind. Go to his presence. Repent from your sin. Many people don't like to listen to it. I am, I am your, your pastor, your leader, and I am saying to you, you need to repent. If you don't repent from your sins, your sins are not forgiven. 
And you are in trouble. We need to repent. We need to cry out. We need to lament. You need to mourn. You need to cry out for our sins. Don't say that your life is okay. Please. Draw near to God and repent from your sins. Repentance is the key to have one encounter with God. Repentance. Close your eyes, please. Close your eyes. If you can. God is calling you. Come to God and he will come to you. If you give one step to God, God will give one step to you. Purify your hands. Cleanse your heart. Cleanse your eyes. Purify your eyes, what you are looking at. We need to repent. We need to confess our sin. And we need to stop practicing this kind of sin. This is the way to have experiences with God. Repentance. If your eyes closed, let's pray. I want to pray for you. Oh, beloved Father. God, forgive me. Forgive us, Lord. For exchanging you for other things, Lord. We are exchanging you, your kingdom, your church, for other things, for our pleasure. Forgive me, Lord, for not seeking you, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, for not having time with you, Lord. For abandoning the prayer, Lord, and to abandoning your church. Abandon your kingdom, Lord. Forgive all our sins. Forgive us, Lord. Lord, we have been unbelievers. Your church, Lord, sometimes is full of unbelievers. Because we have not had one experience with you yet, Lord. And I pray for all of them that are listening to me. I pray. Speak to them. Give experience, Lord. Give dreams. Father, open up their eyes. They can hear you. They can listen to you, Lord. Not listen just my voice, but going to your presence and listen to you, Lord. Open our spiritual eyes, Lord. Talk to us because we want to have experience with you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you. And we want to serve you faithfully. Say to him, I want to serve you faithfully, Jesus. I want to have experiences with you. Say to him, I'm going to seek you. I'm going to find you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. The Lord love you, my beloved brother. Please seek his face. He's waiting for you. May the Lord bless you and see you next week. In Jesus' name, amen.